All right, so we're in First John. Last week, uh, we started this journey that we're going to be on for a few weeks uh, in First John. We talked about John the writer, a little, about, little bit about who he is, kind of to bring him to life a little bit so you guys see this uh, as a real book because it is uh, by a real guy in, in a real point in history. And another point we talked about was that Jesus, Jesus is real and that Jesus is absolute truth. And tonight we're going to continue that and we're going to, we're going to look at verses 5 through 10. I'm just going to jump straight in here. Let's, let's read if you have your Bibles. You guys there? Everyone there? It's right before uh, 2 John. We're in chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. Good? First John. So it's just before 2 John. Sorry, sorry for the confusion. Sorry. All right, here we go. Starting in verse 5. This is a message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And in the blood of his son, of Jesus, his son, uh, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. All right. So the... Sermon in a sentence, so to say, kind of one phrase that boils everything I'm about to say down is this. I have it on slide here so that you guys can see it in text. If you lie to others and lie to yourself, you will soon lie about God. You will actually call God a liar. You can go back to that first slide. Now. <clears throat> so that's the... The main point, uh, the sermon and the sentence boiled down. But first, let's start here in verse 5. John says, this is the message. What's the message? Anybody have an idea what the message is that he's talking about? Yeah. Jesus? Yeah, it is. It's the gospel. It's Jesus came, lived a perfect life, died in our place, rose, defeated death, so that we can have a relationship with God. That's the gospel. It's the good news. This is the message he says. This is the message we have heard from him. Who is him? God. Well, specifically, he's talking about Jesus here, who is God, and there's that whole Trinity thing, but right now just know that that's Jesus. This is the message, the gospel. We have heard from him, God, and proclaim to you. He's talking to the churches that he's writing to, but he's also talking to us because the Holy Spirit inspired him to write this, and it's for us as well, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. <clears throat> this first, first little phrase here, uh, after he talks about proclaiming this message, God is light. This is where things kind of start to get confusing, so you kind of have to stay focused in here, okay? The first time I saw this, God is light, I thought, John, are you on drugs? Like, what does that even mean? God is light. Like, is he this light bulb up here? What it, I don't understand what that is. Well, God is obviously not that light bulb, because that would be really weird. Uh, so what does it mean that God is light? 
Well, the Bible talks about this all over the place, starting from the beginning all the way to the end, that God is light. More often than not, when the Bible is talking about God being light, it's referring uh, to his holiness, to his moral purity, and his goodness. So God is holy and he's good is usually what this means. Other times, it talks about, uh, it's talking about his revelation. He is revealing something to us, right? And that's what John is talking about here. Uh, but in another way, he's talking about something even, even bigger than all of that. When he says God is light, he says that God is the source of light. In the book of Genesis, first chapter, it talks about creation, right? On the first day of creation, what's the first thing that God created? Light, yep, light. He said, let there be light, and what? There was light. Well, where did this light come from? From God, yep, it comes from him. He is the source of light. And this is still, this is still a little confusing, but, but he's, he's the source of light, and in him there is no darkness. That's the part that I don't get. Okay, so there's light, and then there's dark, but God is light. And in him, there's no darkness. Here's the cool thing about God's creation. The Bible tells us this. God's creation reveals who God is. So if we just look around us and see the creation around us, it, it itself tells us who God is. And so light, being from God, being a creation of God, him being light, tells us who God is. So even these light bulbs. There's, there's some people who've even got creative with this. You guys ever seen shadow puppets, right? I got a graphic here, little shadow puppets. Found it. That was awesome. Little instructional thing. You can get your hands up there and make like cool stuff. A dog, a rabbit. I'm kind of in you guys' way. Some really cool stuff there, right? Some of them I was like, I didn't even know that was possible. It's crazy. There were some other ones that I looked on the internet that were just insane. And it's like, how do you get your hand to like do that? I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, so how, how, is, how is that created, though? Yeah. With light. Okay, yep. So let's see if I can do it. Hey, there's my hand. So there's light coming from that projector right now. And then my hand is in between this portion of light and that one. Hey. Um, this portion of light and the screen, which causes what? A shadow. What is, uh, what's another way of saying shadow? What does it also mean? Darkness, right? Where there is no light, there is darkness. So now that I'm blocking that light where my hand is, there's darkness. Here's another uh, picture that I think ex- explains this even further. Go ahead and go to the next one. You've probably seen this on the internet. You probably saw it in, on a sermon that Rob did a couple of weeks ago. It's a guy, person. I don't know if it's a guy. It's just a hand. So uh, the person holding a match. And if you can't tell because the projector is terrible, it's actually lit. There's a fire there, which is creating light. But everything in the picture has a shadow except what? The fire. Why? Because it's light, right? So from that flame, it itself has no darkness in it. It itself is nothing but light. So God's creation, fire or light, shows us who God is. He has no darkness in us. Or in in him, excuse me. There is darkness in us. He has no darkness in him at all. He is the source of light. So hang with me. This is uh, this is a big thing, and it's really easy to check out and go like, man, I don't I don't know what you're talking about, and you can just check out um, and not get it. 
But there's a reason that John talks about this. You can go ahead and, uh, and clear that. Go back to that first slide if, you, if you'd like to. Let's, let's go on here. So uh, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. <clears throat> Verse 6. If we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Before I go any further, before we really break that down, there's something that we we need to agree on here. And there, uh, John's about to, to go through these several verses. He's going he's gonna to say a negative statement like what you just heard, and there's going to be a positive statement following that. There's going to be a couple of those. Uh, one is talking about, the negative statement is talking about sin. And so that we're all on the same page here, I've got another slide that's going to give us what sin is. In case, just to make sure that we're all on the same thing, on the same page here. Sin, attempting to take the place of God. So anything that you put in place of God or any way that you decide to be, try and be God is a sin. Other ways of saying that is when, when we want to be in charge. When we want to be the ones to make the rules. Or we're the ones that define right and wrong. This is the definition of sin that we're talking about tonight. And this is the real definition. A lot of people in the world are going to try and define it differently. And they're going to say that right and wrong is kind of a gray area. And it's up for each person to choose on his own. Well, that's not true. The Bible tells us clearly from God's word what is right and wrong. And anything outside of that is us trying to define it. And that's sin. Right? So you can go ahead and clear that slide. Thank you. So now we know sin. You want, do you want the slide back up? Okay, put that slide back up. All right, we're almost done. We've got to get moving. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Not a lot of time tonight. Good? So definition of sin, you can go ahead and go back to that first slide now. So here we go. Verse 6, let me read it again. If we say we have fellowship with him, what is fellowship? What? Worship, well, worship is part of fellowship with God. Huh? Singing? That's fellowship with God. Fellowship is relationship. If you and I are fellowshipping, right? That's a a Baptist term we use a lot when we say we're having a fellowship. That usually means that we're going to get together and eat a meal uh, here in Baptist world. And if there's not some kind of food, it's like, what's going on, man? Um, So fellowship is relationship. You know one another. So if you say... So if we say we have fellowship, relationship with him, God, right? So if we say we have relationship with God while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. John here is saying that if you say one thing, if you say you know God, but then you, your actions show otherwise, then you're a liar and you're lying to everyone around you. So you can say on Sunday, oh, I know who God is. I have a relationship with Jesus. But then through the week when you're not around other Christian people, you don't ever talk about God. You don't ever talk about Jesus. Your actions don't show that of a person who knows what you're supposed to be living in Scripture. You're living a lie. You don't actually know Jesus. That's what he's saying. So that's the negative statement. The positive statement here, comparison here, in uh, verse 7, but if we walk in the light... As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And so the first one he says, if you say you know God, but then your actions don't show that, then you're a liar. And then he says on the positive side, but 
If you say you know God, and then you actually live a life that shows that you know God, then obviously you know the truth, and you're a true Christian. Right? So this first statement here, John is talking about ways that we lie to others around us, and that we tell them one thing, but our lives reflect another. Let's keep going here. Verse 8. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So this goes even further. The first one is saying, if we're not living what we're, what our words are saying, then we're lying to everyone around us. Well, this one is saying that if we believe it, if we believe that we don't have sin, then we're lying to ourselves. So there's a point that you can lie so much that you convince yourself. Have you guys ever been in that situation that you, it may be even just a little, a little white lie that you tell it, and then you tell it so often that several weeks later you kind of start to believe it yourself? Or have you ever told a lie, and you'll talk about this in small group a little bit, but have you ever told a lie and then you have to tell a whole bunch of other lies to make everyone believe that that first lie was true? That starts this series of, of a lot of lies. And then by the end, a lot of times you've convinced yourself. And so, so John is saying that your, your words need to line up with your actions so you're not lying to other people. And then you also need to realize that you are sinful, you are fallen. Or else you lie to yourself. So that's the negative side. Here's the positive side. Here's the good news. Verse 9. Look here. He says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So here's the deal. Here's the hard part. You have to confess your sins. Okay, so God is light. He casts this light out. So we're talking projector here is just an analogy of God, right? He casts a light out. In this little illustration, we're the screen. Sin, these lies, are things that get between us and God and cast a darkness into our life. At first, it's like, oh man, now there's darkness in my life. You may want to hide that. You want to tell everyone, no, 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 I'm, I'm not sinful. I don't sin. There, there aren't things that I, in my life that I try and put in front of God or things that ways that I try and act like God myself. We try and convince ourselves of that. We try and convince others around us of that. But there are these things that create darkness in us. And eventually, we realize that there's a piece of us missing because God's light is not on us. But this is what verse 9 is saying. All you have to do is confess that sin. And what happens? God forgives it and He takes it away. And then now that section that was once in darkness now has God's light on it. Does it make sense? So all we have to do is confess our sins. Other parts of the Bible talk about not just confessing our sins to God, but we in fellowship, those who are Christians, as fellow Christians, we're supposed to confess sins to one another. It's not easy, is it? We talked about this several weeks ago in small group. One of the things in your small group is you're supposed to get to know each other to the point that you trust one another enough to do that. Remember I talked about me and Garrett being in a conversation 
and me trusting him enough to say, hey, man, I've sinned in this way. And then him being trustworthy enough to hear that and trying to help me and encourage me to get away from that sin and to, to help remove that darkness from my life. So we're supposed to confess our sins to God and confess our sins to one another. That's how we remove the darkness from our life and can have God's light fully, fully shining on us. Let's look at verse 10. This is where uh, everything gets really, really serious. Where this sin issue, if you allow it to get to this point, is huge. He says, if we say we have not sinned, we make him, God, a liar. And his word is not in us. So if there are these things, these multiple things, casting darkness in our life, I just keep doing that because it's fun. I get to raise my hands. Um, I'm just kidding. If we, if we continue to say we don't have sin, if there aren't things blocking God's light, casting darkness on us, if we say that, we're calling God a liar. What that means is God's word that is true and that is absolute has said that everyone is a sinner. So if you're trying to say that you don't have sin then you're saying God's a liar because he said it here in his book, in his word. Now, here's the deal. John is not saying here that as a Christian, you don't sin. He's not saying that if you sin, then you're not a Christian. What he's saying is if you continually sin, you may not be. But if you are a Christian and you sin, all you have to do is confess those sins and God forgives those. The only way to have that, that forgiveness is to be in a relationship with Jesus, obviously. And so this is not saying that we are perfect people. Now, we strive for perfection. We strive for God's holiness because that's what he teaches in the Word. And so, that, so don't hear me, everybody, everybody looking up here. Don't hear me saying that you have to live a perfect life. We, we try to do that. But when you sin, instead of hiding that and keeping it in, you confess it to God and you confess it to those in your inner circle. Then that darkness is removed and your and God's light is fully shining on you. Uh, here's here's one way I'll I'll just be open and honest with you guys. Uh, even in here the last few weeks I've talked about prayer, right? Talked about it being uh, one of the two biggest ways that we communicate with God and God communicates with us. The first one is reading his word. He has shown us who he is and what he wants us to do through his word. And so studying and reading his word is one major way we communicate with God. Another one is prayer. And I've taught that. And I say that and I believe it. But over the last few days, God's been showing me, hey, your actions don't line up with your words. A lot of my prayer time with God are times where I'm in like a group setting and we're praying for one another or in here whenever I pray at the end of a message or at the end of a game or something like that. But I wasn't living, I wasn't living what I was preaching because I wasn't making the time on a daily basis to spend time in prayer with God. So I'm trying to correct that. I'm trying to, to take that, time, that block that I had, this I don't have time, confess that sin so that God can have his full light on me. So that's just that's one example from my own personal life, and just being open and honest with you guys uh, on that. So as a Christian, 
we can still have these moments where our, our actions don't line up with our words, but because we have the Holy Spirit, He shows us these things that block God's light from us and cast darkness in us, and we can, for, we can ask God's forgiveness, and He forgives us of those. Right? This means yes? Yep. You got that? So here's the point. If you're a Christian in the room, we got to make sure that our actions are lining up with our words. We need to be telling people about Jesus, but we need to also be living like Jesus, right? And the ways you do that is to know the word. So as Christians, we need to be living the life that Christ has called us to live in the light, being fully exposed to God's light, having nothing blocking his light from our life and casting darkness on us. Some in this room aren't Christians. You don't have that relationship with Jesus. And a lot of what I've said tonight is probably really confusing and you have no clue. If you have questions, come talk to me. Come talk to an adult. We'd love to help clear anything up and show you how you can have that relationship with Jesus.